your mind Have a drink, have a drive Go out and see what you can find Welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. That's right. I said, welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. I said it really fast, as if a 33 record album was on 78. That's what I just did to you. Well, I wondered what you said. I'm glad you clarified it. Yeah, that's what I just now, said. Now there may be some people watching wondering what, it, what a record is. Yeah, well, we're going to talk. 78. Well, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. I am Noel T. Manning II. That over there is Bluto from uh, Animal House. Bluto, how are you? <laughs> or is it Otter? Like, I eat like it. Or Flounder. I probably what eat like Bluto. All those names, Bluto, Flounder, and Otter from Animal House. Um, yeah. I, I, I think I'd probably give it to Bluto. He was enjoying himself the most. He enjoyed himself quite a bit. That is Greg Tillman. And uh, back, Mission Control. Who is that? That is the, the Tim Cam. Let's see. Tim Foster. Look at him. Yeah, he's, oh, look, he's, man, he is, uh, that's a, I don't know do that what on that is, I don't, you know it on cable, but I don't know if you do it on campus, well, he is under the influence of something, and we're not really sure what, a lot of people think we probably, yeah, yeah, probably so, uh, and, and so, I, he's just ready for summer, <laughs> yeah, no, you can change that, yeah, button it up, thank you, I appreciate that, now, if you only had pants, appreciate that, uh, today, today, <laughs> We're going to celebrate the sounds of summer. Uh, we're looking at movie soundtracks. And, and I'm touched and impressed at your color coordination for summer. That's a very summery Thank looking you. outfit. Yeah, black you know, on black with gray. I, I, I thought I'd have a slacks. little fun. This is yeah. a Chewbacca, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And a, that's, that's not bad, actually. Thank you, man. Appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, this was a gift. And so I thought I would kind of dress down a little bit and relax. It's very summery looking. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, I, on the other hand, am wearing shells. <laughs> it's not quite as snazzy as, as Christian's uh, crabs. That Are those shells and cheese or yeah. just shells? Ooh, that would be shells nice. Shells and cheese. Ooh, Getting hungry. You distracted me. Mr. Foster, can you call in some shells and cheese, please? Thank you very much. <laughs> when can you get takeout mac and cheese? I don't know, but there ought to be a place. You know, you're right. There should be a place. Do we have a Grubhub? I, I think it's something worth checking yeah. out. Uh, I think uh, Mr. Foster is going to see who can, uh, who can do that, who's on summer break. Yep. All right, let's do it. Hey, uh, did you know? No. June, <laughs> you did not. Nope. June 18th, 1948, Columbia Records revealed a new 12-inch album. 33 and a third revolutions per minute long playing record, LP record. I did not know that. Introduced this summer in 1948. Wasn't it introduced around the same time that, that another company invented the 45? And they were in kind of competition for the I next don't know. big thing after the 78? Maybe. And the way it settled down was you'd put out an album and pull some songs of it and yeah. releases of 45. Yeah, and so for people that they don't both know what, found their place. And if you don't know what albums are, it was, yeah. you know, it's, it, you think of, well, you've got them now, but you, oh, yeah. you, can, and you can buy singles, which were 45s, but you can just download them as individuals. I mean, you think yeah. about the albums that were, you know, this, this big. It was an experience. It you, was. You, you, it you was. You had liner notes. You had stories about the bands and the creation of the songs. Lyrics. And you could spend an afternoon looking at the pictures and the booklets yeah. that came with them. Yeah. It, was, it was. It was more it than really, just the music. It really was. I mean, now it's all about the music. I mean, I've got this, I've got this iPhone over here that yeah. has, I think, 2,000-plus songs. How much fun is that, though? I mean, really? Well, if I'm in a car well, yeah. or if I'm walking down the Broad River Greenway or running or whatever, yeah. it's, it's very fun. Yeah. So 
I can't carry the record player with me on my back. I go jogging with the turntable. That would not work. It would skip about every time. It would go, you know. Um, and eight tracks. I mean, there were certain songs that I would listen to on eight track records mm -hmm. or eight track tapes. Really? That um, I never knew when it ended and began because remember it would like it loop around. It would loop and it would yeah. click in the middle of a song. And mm -hmm. so there are certain songs that yeah. when I actually heard it without that sound, I'm like, oh. That wasn't part of the song. I didn't know that. So there you uh, go. I, I, I knew that. So all of that backstory to tell you, we're going to talk about movie soundtracks of summer. Uh, these are not necessarily movies of summer, uh, but these are soundtracks that were released during the summer, um, or, or yes, yeah, soundtracks that had success during the summer, even though uh, some of them were released much earlier. Uh, first one on my list is Animal House. This yeah. uh, goes back to 1978. July 28, 1978. Uh, in the movie, it was 1962. College life was really never the same, uh, and, and, you know, until you really hang out with uh, Jim, uh, with John Belushi, not Jim Belushi, John Belushi, uh, and the uh, and also the uh, Delta House frat boys. Uh, Harold Ramis, John Landis put this movie together. Uh, it really took comedy to a new level. I thought. Um, especially for R-rated comedies at that Some time. Some would say a new low level. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it was low-brow, so. but it was, you know, by today's standards, it's probably sophisticated. Yeah, some of it's pretty tame by yeah, today's standards. Yeah, yeah. But, you it know, probably it would probably be a PG-13 now if it were well, out. No, no, was, well, no, because there was, there was some nudity. Scene, but, uh -huh. There was nudity in it, and so, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think it'd still be an R, but maybe a more tame R. Maybe. Yeah. You're not sure. You're not sure. But the movie did become a cult classic, and then it's one of those that's really lived uh, and continued to live on, and people keep going back to it. Now, the soundtrack was pretty amazing, uh, really a, a perfect soundtrack. It featured uh, Sam Cooke, uh, Otis Day of the Nights, singing Shout. Of course, that of course. was the stage band. Yep. Uh, and uh, John Belushi uh, performed some songs on the soundtrack as well. And, he uh, does? Yeah, he does. He does Louie Louie, and he does a few others. Stephen Bishop had a cameo in it, too. He did. He's a guy playing the guitar on yeah. the stairs at the party. Yeah, but just a, a movie to me that still remained a classic and a soundtrack that I still go back to time and time again. So, That's a great movie. All right, so what's on your list? Give me a, a soundtrack on your list. Uh, I couldn't relate to it, but Flashdance. Okay. Because <laughs> I think we talked about that. It actually came out in spring, maybe. But I remember it was 84, and you were bombarded with singles off of that. Uh, I Irene Cara. Irene Cara, yeah, the theme. And, uh, oh, gosh. Uh, and, of course, it's gone out of my head, but there are plenty of others. Oh, yeah, there were quite a few hits. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Michael, Michael. That's what I'm trying to get at. Michael. Michael what was his name, Tim? Maniac. Michael the song was Maniac. Maniac. Michael the Maniac. Maniac. Man, look how he's singing it. Maniac, Maniac. He has his leggings on right now. French fries. Yeah. Like your uh, yeah. Is that were those lyrics? Maniac with French fries. Yes. They didn't have French fries. Mr. Foster said yes. Look, yeah, good uh, and, a, and a successful uh, film as well as a successful soundtrack. Yep. Are you looking up the dates of that or something? Yeah, or I'm looking up uh, Mike's name. Michael's, Michael's name. name. The maniac guy. But we'll come back yeah, to that. We'll I'll come get, back to that. I'm doing research. Research. You uh, just talk. I will give you another John Landis film. It looks like it's a John Landis kind of show. Blues Brothers and another Belushi film. This came out June 20th, 1980. Uh, the film was a hit and it really was a backdrop musical. I mean, it was a movie that was about the music and the impact of that music. Really remember just absolutely loving this soundtrack. Uh, introduced to a lot of music that my mom grew up with, uh, but introduced to it through, uh, through John Belushi and, uh, and Dan Aykroyd. Uh, James Brown also in this, Aretha Franklin, Ray Charles, and many more. 
Every single time I listen to this soundtrack, I get happy. Michael Cimbello. Michael Cimbello. Yeah, sorry. Michael Cimbello. We're on a different movie now, but I had to get yeah, that out of he was He was in Flashdance. Actually, he did the music <laughs> for Flashdance, Maniac. Maniac. Is that right, Mr. Foster? Are you a Blues Brothers fan, Mr. Foster? Yeah, yeah. And you know, they did a sequel to that. It was not Blues very Brothers good. 2000. Yeah, it was Ooh. not very good. But I have appreciated how the, they have continued kind of making the music stay alive from that, and even those characters stay alive. They were characters that were spinoffs of uh, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. It, it's from what's considered the, the finest episode from start to finish of SNL. Why is that? Steve Martin hosted it. Okay. Because every sketch was right on and funny. Yeah. It opened with uh, the cold opening was actually uh, Lauren introducing the Blues Brothers. Really? And you kept waiting for the joke. Right. And the joke, I guess, was that there wasn't a joke. Yeah, that, that you and got they, these. They were the musical guests. Yeah, the comedians night. that were yeah. singing. But uh, every every sketch, I've got that on DVD. Really? It's just funny from start to finish. Yeah, terrific. Yeah. Well, the Blues Brothers, I mean, had, you know, as a spinoff skit, they, it was amazing because they had a movie, and then they had a series of su successful releases as well. Briefcase Full of Blues was a great album. And uh, I, I, you know, I go back today and still listen to their stuff as well. So Blues Brothers uh, on my list uh, of essential soundtracks of summer, and that was the summer of 1980. Yeah. What else is on your list? I'm going to go with Ghostbusters, even though you had that on your list. I, I, I guess the only real hit off of it was the theme from Ghostbusters. But every time I hear that, it takes me straight back to the summer of 84. That movie, that song dominated the season, and I never really get tired of it. And you know, the kids that are seeing Ghostbusters in the background, those are Ray Parker Jr.'s neighborhood kids. Were they really? He recorded it in his home studio, and he got to that point, and he went out, you know, door to door and rounded up all the neighbor's kids, and they're in there yelling, Ghostbusters! I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Trivia, Mr. Uh, Research. Useless stuff. Mr. Useless Tillman. No, wait a minute. I've been called that a lot. <laughs> you have to be more creative that. than that. Yeah, but yeah that, that movie, once again, SNL alums uh, involved in that and going back to Ramus again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've, we've got some connections going on here. Bill yeah. Murray. Yeah. Um, good. You know, that was the song of that summer, and that was the uh, summer of 84, mm -hmm. I believe. On my list, uh, it, it sounds like SNL is all we're kind of uh, diving on today. <laughs> But uh, Caddyshack from 1980, this was July 25th, 1980. Uh, the film uh, pioneered movie soundtracks of the 1980s. And what I mean by that is uh, it was after this point that you saw film distributors who also owned music labels realizing, hey, if we can capture pop music in soundtracks and in films, we can double the money and we can really have some success there. Now. You had seen that happen before, but in the 80s, it really, really found a way to take off. In this particular movie, uh, Kenny Loggins uh, was, had a top 10 hit with the song, I'm All Right. Backing vocals on this from Eddie Money. Um, this uh, song is still considered a pop classic today. Uh, the soundtrack also features songs from Journey, uh, Earth, Wind and & Fire, and uh, a song from years gone by from Eddie Cochran. Uh, remember that song from Eddie Cochran, Summertime Blues? Yeah. That yeah. was also also on that. So Caddyshack is a movie that reminds me of summer, but the soundtrack uh, definitely reminds me of summer because uh, still one of my favorite Kenny Loggins songs, I Am All Right. And uh, I got a chance to interview him a few years Kenny ago, Loggins, which really? was pretty cool. Um, I was interviewing him in relation to the animated series Archer. Mm -hmm. And uh, What's the connection there? Well, um, 
they kept, they refer to Kenny Loggins quite a bit because they're, hey man, you're stepping into the danger zone, and so they they oh. make jokes of that. And he actually ended up uh, having a uh, a role on that as well. And his kids were very happy because they were uh, big fans of Archer. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there you go. So mm-hmm. Kenny Loggins, uh, Caddyshacks, I'm all right. What else is on your list? Sir? Stealing another one from you, uh, Grease. Yeah, which to me wasn't a great movie. It really isn't. You know, the high school kids, and they're in their early 30s, and they look, you know, they're not disguising or fooling anyone. It's kind of like 21 Jump Street, but a musical version. Yeah, yeah. But the songs are great, and it dominated 78. 78, yep. Um, You're the one that I want. Grease is a word. Uh, Summertime. uh, What was it? Summertime. Summer Summer Loving. Summer Summer Loving. Yeah, a ton of kids. Just on and on and on. Um, yeah, trivia about that. Uh, the soundtrack was actually released two months before the film. Really? Yeah, two months before the film. Film released June 1978. 28 million copies of this album sold worldwide. So huge, huge success for this. Um, was number one uh, on the charts for 13 consecutive weeks. The album it knocked off that summer was the Rolling Stones' Some Girls. <laughs> was the album that got knocked off. Um, also a huge box office hit. And... Uh, this is pretty crazy to me. From 1978 to 2012, this was still the, lar- the, the most successful musical at the box office until Les Mis. Really? So it held that slot forever almost. Is Les Mis six. still the champ? No, or no, did it's, uh, no Greatest good, Showman? Yeah, Greatest Showman, it. and then also La La Land, I think. Uh, knocked it off, but okay. the past few years we've had some successful musicals, but you think about... I, I was just sitting here thinking while we're talking about this, we're talking about all these great soundtracks and these great songs, but that doesn't seem to be the trend anymore. Mm. I, I yeah. can't think unless I'm just totally blanking right now, which is always a possibility with me. I can't think of a, of, of a movie that's had a hit song out of it in a while. Yeah, I think the. Um, well, we'll and, talk about and frankly, this. I don't know what makes it hit anymore. It's not record sales. Yeah, because there aren't any records. It downloads, I guess maybe. Yeah. Airplay. I don't know. It's different. Yeah, it's yeah, different. It's and, a different world. Maybe after the break, we'll talk about maybe some recent films that have some soundtracks worth listening to. We yeah. are talking about the sounds of summer, uh, right here on C19 TVs. Uh, meet me at the movies. You can email us info at c19.tv. And you can also download the podcast by going to WGWG.org. I'm Noel T. Manning II. That's Gregory Tillman. And uh, Tim Foster, uh, back there uh, hanging out doing something uh, new, as always. We'll be right back after this break. They're going to put me in the movies. They're going to make a big star out of me. They're going to put me in the movies. They're going to make a big star out of me. Welcome back to Meet Me in the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II with Mr. Greg Tillman over there uh, beside camera. I'm one. sitting here doing some research. Doing research, man. Doing research. So you're not you're not trying texting. Trying to make myself somewhat useful. Are you texting for Grubhub? Still trying to get the shells that, and cheese? Uh, that's that's a whole other story. That's a whole yeah. other story. I'm doing both. Uh, you know, Tim promised us during the break that we would have some shells and cheese uh, delivered uh, by his uh, by his brother actually. Uh, Paul Foster was going to be bringing some shells and cheese. You know, you're just now calling? You told me you're going to call earlier, man. What's been, going on? He's been throwing back shots. Uh, so he can't man, look at him. All right, we are talking the soundtrack of summer, uh, sounds of summer, movie soundtracks from summer that have been successful during summer. Can I say summer one more time? 
Say it. Summer. Okay. Summer season. That's it. Now uh, so it's what, enough. What research are you looking at right now? I don't know. You don't I'm know? Just, okay. I'm brainstorming. Yeah, all right, brainstorming. Okay, well, uh, here's another one on my list from 1982. Uh, this is Fast Times at Ridgemont High, August 13th. It was a late summer release, but once again, it was one of those where the soundtrack was released earlier um, before the film was. This is really a coming-of-age high school comedy written by Cameron Crowe. It launched careers uh, of Sean Penn, Forrest Whitaker, Jennifer Jason Lee, Judge Reinhold also in this. Uh, and there were a lot of cameos. Um, Eric Stoltz had a cameo in this. Nicolas Cage had a cameo in this. And so did Anthony Edwards. Remember Anthony Edwards? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, all of those Mark were... Green from ER. All of those were Sean Penn's um, buzz buddies, basically. They were the ones that would go out and, and, and get buzzed with him. I have a confession. You have a confession. I've never seen that film. I've never seen it. I don't film. know why. I am incredibly disappointed. We talked about this I one am time before. And uh, I uh, ban you from the show for 12 seconds, and you're gone. So you have to leave. Uh, you come back in 12 more seconds. This soundtrack was really amazing for me. What I really loved about the soundtrack is that uh, I was a big album-oriented rock fan, huge fan of that uh, growing up. And so this was one of those albums that had a huge success on album-oriented rock stations. 19 different tracks on this uh, double album at that time. And what that means is it had more songs than you could fit on one album, for those of you that don't understand what that means. Uh, some of the uh, artists from this, Jackson Brown, Joe Walsh, Don Henley, solo tracks from both of these guys, Sammy Hagar. Still a favorite movie of mine and, and the soundtrack I keep going back to, even though it didn't have a ton of hits. Yeah, yeah. But still, yeah. Uh, a movie and a movie soundtrack that reminds me of summer. Uh, I'm going farther back. 64, maybe? Hard Day's Night. Oh, yes. Big Beatles fan here. Yes. Uh, and, of course, you had Hard Day's Night. Uh, you had uh, And I Love Her. I should have known better if I fell. Uh, can't buy me love, just on and on. It's a treasure trove of early Beatles classics. Yeah, it really and is. The, the soundtrack and a fun movie too. Oh yeah, as I yeah. said, the movie and the soundtrack both are just were just stellar. And when you look at, to me, some of the best movies ever made, that one shows up there because yeah. of what it did. Because it introduced this band, it's, but it did it in a tongue-in-cheek way that you're not sure. Am I watching a documentary? Am I watching? Real? What am I watching here? You're a real critic. I'm not, but I've I've read multiple times that it's actually considered one of the best musicals ever made. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. I would agree with you. I would absolutely agree with you. Most Hard people would night. think of something like Singing in the Rain, right. which is too. Yeah. But Hard Day's Night, with that documentary kind of yeah. style to it, well, and uh, doesn't seem to fit the normal mode. Yeah, and and there are different styles of musical. Yeah. You've got your true form musical, which is you know you're. You, you and I are talking all of a sudden, I break into song. You've you done know, that before. I've done that yeah. before. That's the true form musical. And uh, and Tim is really trying to work out some things with a composer working with Christian Jessup to try to write lyrics and, uh, and music to go along with the show. So we're going to have a musical version of Meet Me at the Movies. That's a great idea. Next time you see him, he needs to write a Tim's theme. Tim's theme. And I like it. Every time we're going to work Tim. on that. So we're working on Meet Me at the Movies, the musical. <laughs> Meet me at the movies and musical. I can't even say it. Count me out. Count you out. So we're working on that. So uh, we're working on that. Uh, Hard Day's Night, yes, classic. Absolutely love that. Um, and, and huge fan of the Beatles. Uh, have been since I was a, a young whippersnapper. Uh, even when I was just a young whipper, um, I was a fan. Before you started snapping? Before I started yeah. snapping, I was still a fan of the Beatles. Footloose. I snap every morning when I'm trying to get up. <laughs> 
Footloose from 1984, uh, another uh, big, big, uh, big hit. I was working at summer camp, Camp Walter Johnson, uh, during uh, this summer. That's and a real camp? It's a real camp. Okay. Camp Walter Johnson. Yes, it is. It was Walter Johnson. A Salvation Army Camp in Denton, North oh, okay. Carolina. Okay. Uh, Walter Johnson gave a lot of his land, and they named the camp after him. But work in the dining room, they would always, after meals, they would have a, a little cassette deck, and they would play music, and people could bring in their music. And this was a soundtrack that, that got a lot of play uh, in the dining room when people were cleaning up. Kenny Loggins, once again, we talked earlier, Kenny Loggins back for another movie soundtrack hit uh, with a theme song from this film. Kevin Bacon, uh, John Lithgow, and uh, Chris Penn, Sean Penn's brother, uh, starring in this. It's about a, the movie's about a town that outlaws dancing. And of course, rock and roll music didn't have any, uh, any really good place to live there. Right. Uh, two number one tracks on the Billboard charts and Oscar and also Golden Globe nominations. Soundtrack was number one for eight weeks. Uh, also had uh, really tremendous box office success. What's interesting, though, the movie was released in February, February of 84, but the soundtrack had such an incredible success that it, it was a, a huge hit throughout that entire summer. Mm-hmm. Six top ten hits, and I think that's part Let's of what for the boy. That. What? Let's hear it for the boy. Let's hear it for the boy. Uh, Footloose. Bon- Footloose. Bonnie Tyler, Hanging On for a Hero, oh, was yeah. on there. Uh, Denise Williams did uh, Let's Hear It for the Boy. And Wilson of Heart. Uh, and Mike Reno uh, also had a song oh, Paradise. on there as well. Yep. So uh, Footloose uh, on my list of summertime soundtracks. Another one on your list. Uh, a movie from 86 or 7 that I didn't see until maybe two years ago, Dirty Dancing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. T- tell me uh, about Dirty Dancing. Had the time of my life. Yeah, you did watching Dirty Dancing. Not necessarily. <laughs> uh, brought back the Ronettes. Be my baby. Uh, She's like the wind. Sung by Patrick Swayze, which doesn't fit the time period at all. But then I guess maybe neither does uh, uh, Time of My Life. But, but they made it work. Yeah. Stay by Maurice Williams. You know, it, it was a great soundtrack though. Good soundtrack, um, 32 million copies sold of this, 18 weeks at number one, three top ten singles, huge, huge, huge success, Grammys, Golden Globes, and an Oscar for the soundtrack, so so huge uh, huge hit for Dirty Dancing. Both of these two films we just talked about, Dirty Dancing and Footloose, have been remade. Yeah, and the remakes were not very good. So stay away from the remakes. Stay away from remakes of classic films. Yep. I still feel that way. Oh, yeah. I, I still you know, feel that way. they're talking about remaking The Breakfast Club. No. no. I don't know. I, I, I'd i like to see The Breakfast Club as a stage play. I'm I'd surprised really, it hasn't I'd been. really like to see it as a stage play, but yeah. not as a remake. Yeah. But speaking, Maybe that as a musical. That could be interesting. That would be good as a musical. But yeah. speaking of some of those same cast of characters, The, the Brat Pack, yeah. uh, a film from 1985, St. Elmo's Fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, June 28th, 1985, uh, this was released. Joel Schumacher directed this. Starred Rob Lowe, uh, Demi Moore, Emilio Estevez, Ali Sheedy, and Judd Nelson, uh, just to name a few. Uh, this film was really a, a huge, it wasn't a hit, but it really had a lot of appeal for young adults and college kids, even though it wasn't a huge box office hit. I remember really enjoying it, and I think a big part of it, once again, you know, working at summer camp, we would we would have time uh, away from camp as um, as friends, as a community, and we'd always go to movies, and we would go to see what was playing there, and we all really connected with this. Uh, the soundtrack had a huge hit with uh, John Parr doing the Man in Motion title track, and then the love theme. This was interesting. Um, David Foster 
did a lot of production work for Chicago, right. and had instrumental song on that, the love theme that was a was that was a, a big success. hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one other one, my favorite track was actually not a hit, but two former members of Kansas. John and Dino Elefante, the Elefante brothers, mm -hmm. uh, did a song called, song called Young and Innocent, and that was my favorite song on that soundtrack. Not familiar with it. And still yeah. listen to that. Uh, Fee Wabel uh, was, uh, was, uh, had a song on there, and he was from um, She's a Beauty. What's that? Who did that? The Tubes. The Tubes. He yeah. was a singer from The yeah. Tubes. Also, it had, uh, wow, I'm trying to think, some of the, Billy Squire had a song on that, so it was a pretty good soundtrack. Uh, St. Elmo's Fire from 1985. Another one on your list. Uh, we're about out of time, but I've got to mention Purple Rain. Purple Rain, yeah. 84. Prince, 84 again. Another 84. That was the magic year for musicals. Yeah, that was, and that yeah. was truly a musical. Oh, yeah, it was. It was. You know, well, it was you a... Know, let's go crazy, Purple Rain, on and on. Just a, a laundry list of great Prince songs. When that album came out, I was working at Camelot Music. Uh, and at a record store, uh, we of course, yeah. of course sold CDs yeah. and cassettes too, but we sold a lot of albums. And that was the most popular album, oh, yeah. or CD, or uh, cassette that we sold. It was incredible. And and still, that's I, you know I go back to that movie, and it's you know Prince. There was something about him. Yeah. There was just something yeah. about Prince. And nothing he did on film after that really captured nope. whatever that I something agree. is. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It was lost after that. One more I've got to throw out because I was told if I did not, that I could not do this show. Top Gun from 1986, another Kenny Loggins fueled piece. Uh, Danger Zone, huge yep. hit. Uh, Jerry Bruckheimer, Tom Cruise uh, came together in this, uh, collaborated. This was the film of the summer and also the best-selling soundtrack. Uh, of the summer of 1986, three top 10 hits. Artists like Cheap Trick, Miami Sound Machine, Loverboy, and Berlin all had songs on that. It's interesting how we barely got out of the 80s. Pretty I know, much the whole it's show crazy. 80s. Well, yeah. and that was, you know, you think yeah. about MTV and that's what fueled a lot of yeah. those soundtracks. Honorable mention to the Jaws theme. Okay, honorable mention to the Jaws yeah. theme, absolutely. I'll let you leave us with a quote uh, of the day. And uh, so pull, uh, the Summertime Blues, it's, it's summer, you're thinking about summer. So pull a quote. From, you're going to need a bigger boat. Uh, there's your quote <laughs> of the week from Mr. Greg Tillman. Well, next time, I'm Noel T. Manning II for Greg Tillman and Tim Foster back there on the Tim Tim Mission Control. Until next time, that is a wrap. Happy Christmas.